Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This time, he's back for good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk. I'm John, and this is Matt. And this is actually the first episode of our new podcast slash YouTube video called Half-Assed Movie Reviews. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a weekly series where we're going to let you actually pick the movies that we review, except for this week. Because sometimes. Sometimes. This sometimes. week we Sometimes just, we might want to pick yeah. because we're just in the mood to watch something and want to talk about it. Yep. But for the most part, we're going to give you guys four options. Which you can find on our YouTube page, so search Let's Talk Entertainment Media. Mm. And please subscribe to both if you don't mind. We would really appreciate that. Can they search Half-Assed Reviews? That's going to be the title of the the episode, but everything is going to be under the Let's Talk Entertainment banner. Gotcha, okay. We're broadening our our portfolio. Okay. Because that's what we're doing. So yeah, this week we picked... Terminator 2 Judgment Day, but for the rest, for, but going forward, we'll give you guys four options, and you can pick from those on our YouTube page. Right, and we previously just did a Terminator 1 review, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to dive a much deeper. Yeah, Matt was very disappointed. We've done that Terminator review twice, and he's like, I feel like we didn't touch on anything. It was just Yeah, us. we just kind of stroked it off the entire time, mm-hmm. just said how much we loved it, <laughs> and, you know, I just... I feel like it wasn't a proper review, so we're going to try a bit of a different format here where we're going to try to give you some facts. We're going to try to recap it to the best of our knowledge, but condense it because we're not going to sit here for two hours. Yeah. And um, Not yet. And then, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's about it. And we'll and talk then, about it. You know, it's Blu-rays, DVDs. How we first were introduced, memories of it. And, mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to just kind of kick back and talk about T2 for the next hour. Yep, and right off the top, we're going to just talk about what Terminator 2 is. So Terminator 2 is the sequel to the first Terminator that was released in 1984. This came out 4th of July weekend in 1991, directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and newcomer as the T-1000, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. And a fellow newcomer in his first movie role ever as John Connor, that would be Edward Furlong. And this movie actually came out one week before another movie that actually features James Cameron as a writer, and that is Point Break. Mm. Yep, which at the time was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who he was married to. So he was involved with Point Break. He was. He's actually, if you ever look, he's a producer on it, and I believe he's a co-writer on wow. it, too. Wow, yeah. that explains a lot, because that's a great movie. It is, and they came out one week apart. James Cameron is wow. married to the was married to the writer, the co-writer of the first Terminator, married to Catherine Bigelow, who directed Point Break, and then he married Linda Hamilton after both of that. Yeah, Jim, uh, he gets around. Big Jim gets around. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, it came out 4th of July weekend. The runtime is 137 minutes for its original theatrical cut. What but, about the extended? But the extended cut adds how much minutes to the scene? I want to say 16 minutes, right? I believe, because I did just watch the Skynet edition too. I have it right here, actually. The... 152 minutes. So from 137, it adds... 15 minutes. 15. So 15 to we 16. We were close. Yeah, we were. It's On your feet, soldier. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that. That's Terminator Michael 1. Michael Bean. Michael Bean. And back to do the score again was Brad Fidel, because we just love that Terminator score. Okay. Yep. And uh, Winston was back to do the effects, The right? practical effects. But this mm-hmm. was the introduction of, really, CGI. CGI. Yeah. yeah. 
which is very impressive, still holds up all these years later, 32 yeah. years later. It looks fantastic. It really does. It really does hold up. And, you know, is there a James Cameron movie that doesn't hold up as far as CGI goes? Because he's kind of the pioneer, right? He is, and he's always, he's still moving the bar. People are always trying to, he's always raising, raising the bar. The bar. <laughs> South Park reference. Yep. <laughs> So, Matt, how did you first come to T2? Because I think we both came to it before the first Terminator. Uh, yes, I saw Terminator 2 before I saw T1. Um, so my earliest memories of Terminator 2, I lived in an apartment complex with my mother in okay. Holbrook, Long Island, New York. And my mom would work late, and we had a babysitter who was in the complex um i think like the next building over or something like that they had a son or so it was it was a grand it was the kid's grandmother and his mother lived together and him and i think his name was chris maybe or i don't remember it's not important not important but uh they introduced me to terminator because i would go there after school and he had the tape and we watched terminator probably three times a week <laughs> yep and you know what it was because like I, I guess we would get home from school like three and then my you know, we would go there, uh, his grandma would make us some snacks and stuff, and then we would just watch TV or play Nintendo 64. And Terminator 2 and Goldeneye were like the two tapes that went in the most that I can remember. And I just remember, we watched the beginning way more, um, because, you know, sometimes my mom would pick me up before the movie's over. Uh... Or we just watched like the very early scenes where he's riding the dirt bike through the LA River, all that stuff. I was a big fan of that. And then... Years later, when my mother moved to New Jersey and I lived with my father, my uncle would bring me out to Jersey on the weekends or something. When he, I don't remember exactly why they were always going out to Jersey, but I remember my uncle always bringing me out there. And I would ride in the back of his Suburban, which had t a TV in it. Ah. And he had this little number, Terminator <laughs> 2, on VHS. So I probably watched this driving in the back of that truck probably 15, 20 times. Um, so I've probably seen T2, no exaggeration, probably 200 times. Yeah, I, I, I can't <laughs> even put a number on it. But the first time I saw it was, do you remember, uh, if you guys, I don't know if you remember, back in the day, WB used to have Saturday morning movies or Saturday afternoon movies. Welcome to the Saturday afternoon movie on the WB11, New York's movie station. And I was just sitting in my room one Saturday afternoon. I don't remember why it was raining out. We didn't do nothing because my parents were divorced. So I was sitting in my room at my dad's house and Terminator 2 came on. So okay. it was, a you know, with commercials, it was all cut up. But yeah. I fell in love with yeah. that movie. And then I fell in love with Arnold. It was just, I was I was hooked. And I was young. I was probably like six or seven. Yeah, I was probably about the same age when I yeah. first saw it too. Maybe and, a little older. And then I went back and I told my mom, because I credit my mom with my love for film because she, she even said it, like, she's not, she didn't have me that old. And she said, I'm not watching kids' movies. So she would watch whatever she wanted. And that's how, <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, you like Terminator 2? She's like, well, good news. There's, there's an original. Yeah. So we went to the library and then that's how I saw Terminator 1. But as a kid growing up, Always like T2 more. Always like T2 more. Same. I probably only watched T1 before the age of like 15, like a few times, maybe yep. once or twice. But T2 before the age of 15, like Matt said, like probably like 200 times. Yeah. I remember a time in my life where I went like four or five days in a row where every night I watched Terminator 2. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I I can't even imagine how many times I watched it. I remember this, this Terminator 2... Um, this is what, the Extreme DVD. Yep, with that steel casing on it. This has a lot of miles on it. 
That's your original one, huh? Oh, yeah. I wish I still had mine. I remember I got mine at Blockbuster. When I don't Blockbuster remember sold where DVDs. I got it. I don't remember where it came from, but I remember I watched the hell out of this. And yours is in good condition. My case, even though it probably looked like that after a few weeks. Well, I take care of my things. Well, that's not how we do things. I'm just saying, like, you get, you're just getting a little bend here. And, like, I, I had that bend pretty fast. Yeah, well, like I said, I take care of my things. <laughs> Steelbooks have come Where's yours? It's gone. How? I don't know. How do you lose a DVD? I don't know. It's been 20-something years since that okay. DVD came and out. Look, mine's still immaculate. I know. It's impressive. You're, you held on to a lot of things. After high school, some things got lost in the weeds. That's crazy. Yeah. So, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's also got playing cards out well, of here. Well, okay. So, they're not playing cards. They I'm... are the Terminator 2 official... 12 movie cards and one offer card. So I guess, so I think there's a date on this. 92. So, oh, nine, 91, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say the movie came offer, out. The offer expires in 92. Uh, so, so we yes. can't get it? No, I think we're a little late on the offer card. And this offer card right here is for collector t-shirts, which oh, I would ooh. love to have. And they're only 15 bucks. That's really not too bad. Well, adjusted for inflation, it's $73 probably now. <laughs> Yikes. But anyway, so there's a retro game store around the corner from me, and uh, I collect video games. So I've been in there a couple times, and I got friendly with the owner. And over on the counter, like 7-Eleven has, like how they had all the Pokemon cards and stuff, he's got boxes and boxes of all these old, like, retro cards. He Didn't had, he like, have Batman cards? He had the Batman Forever cards. He had um, the Super Mario cards. Like, a bunch of other stuff. When I saw T2, I was like, oh, I need a couple packs of these. <laughs> so I got a couple packs. I opened one. I didn't open the other ones yet. And just looking through them, they're cool. They're just shots of the movie. They tell you a little bit about the scenes and stuff like that. Right. And cool, you know, I, as a collector, I like to collect stuff. So. All right. That's why I have this. All right. Well, do you want to dive into the movie itself a little bit? Yeah. So we, uh, so, how does it open? So hmm. the movie opens, I believe, with just the opening credits, if I remember correctly. Well, no, it, it'll start with, uh... Is it a future war? No, it's like the the scenes of the L.A. Uh, of L.A. traffic and everything. And yeah, then it, and then... Yeah. The LH, and then they st and then I think Linda Hamilton narrates, right? Is it Linda Hamilton that narrates? Or am I making that up in my head? No, because she narrates at the end. So it says, in 2029, Earth is a wasteland dominated by the war between the malevolent artificial intelligence Skynet and the human resistance. Skynet sends the T-1000. So right. basically the movie starts off with the T-1000. We see him come back. He charges at that guy. You remember the cop? Yes. Now, this is actually something that always confused Don't me. Don't we, we see Arnold come first? Do we see Arnold? Yeah, we do see Arnold come I'm, first. I got this all messed up in my head now. I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the very opening. I can know once we get past, like, Arnold and Robert Patrick's introductions. Like, yes. Robert Patrick comes, he attacks that cop. The cop, yep. Which always confused me why he took the... Because he could take the form of anyone. Mm -hmm. So why does he choose Robert Patrick? You would think that the other cop would have been played by Robert Patrick and that he took everything from him. Because he's just driving around in the cop car after right, that. That's true, but he, that, I guess the design, like the T-800 model design is modeled after Arnold. So yeah. the T-1000s look like Robert Patrick. It's I guess. It's got to have a base look. I guess it's like stock where it starts with, right? Right, yeah. So that's why Arnold looks like he does. And that's why he looks the same in T-2 from T-1. 
But Robert Patrick is liquid metal. He's allowed. Correct. He could change his form to anything. Arnold right. can't. He stuck as Arnold. But a main design, yeah. like the base design, that's like the stock figure. Okay. In a factory. That's the factory design. They all start out as Robert Patrick. Correct. Before they get some clothes on. That is the theory and lore behind that. Okay. And then he gets in the cop car. He immediately looks up John Connor because he is a Terminator. He's a he has one job, Robert Patrick, and that's to kill John Connor. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, it was to kill Sarah Connor. That's what the T-800 was there to do. But the T-1000 is there to kill John Connor. So he looks it up, and we find out John Connor is 10 years old now, which was a little confusing for me as a kid because the movie came out Doesn't seven years. Quite add up. So this movie, I guess, takes place in 1995 because 84 for the Terminator. She's pregnant. She probably had John in early 85. Yeah, that's the only uh, thing that doesn't quite add up with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he kind of just brought, I just pretend he's not 10 Well I have a hard time Believing he's 10 too He looks older He looks older So yeah. I've always And honestly he's, But he should be younger he's, He should He should be If it's 1991 He should be 6 or 7 Yeah I don't know But I don't know you know again It gets kind of like Ignore that part. He's wearing a cool-ass Public Enemy shirt, so we can look past all that. Yeah, and the anyway. camo with the cool hair. Yeah, I liked his hair. That was early 90s hair. Mm. And then we see Arnold come back. He comes through, and he immediately walks into a bar where Bad to the Bone is playing. Well, no, no. Bad to the Bone isn't playing. Bad to the Bone is, but playing on the radio is actually guitars and Cadillac. I yes. love that song. Yes, yes. Okay. And he comes in, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> and they and all just he look- forgets to say please. Yep. And that guy gets tossed onto the stove, which I have burned my foot on a stove like that, and it is horrible. So How? I can- How is your foot all the way up on the stove? <laughs> because my mom kept the snacks above the uh, <laughs> above the stove when I was a kid, so I climbed up there to get the snacks out. Hadn't known that she had just previously cooked on that stove, so I stepped on it barefoot and then fell on the floor well you deserve that one yeah i thought you were gonna say you burned it on your george foreman like michael scott no i was standing on a stove but oh. that guy he's like bouncing around so he, then he goes here take it and yeah. then <laughs> yep. and he can't let you take the wheels the man's wheels son <laughs> yep and then he uh fires one off and he does arnold goes up intimidates him grabs the glasses and he's on his way and the gun and, and the then gun. he's on his way i just can't imagine that guy wearing those sunglasses by the way that arnold puts on uh, you know yeah you know i don't know it doesn't look like the type maybe. pair, pair maybe. of aviators that guy would wear in my opinion yeah, but, maybe. But again, now he's on his way because his job is to protect John Connor. So yes. now he's going to look for him, and he actually gets to his step-parents' house first, but we don't see that on screen. Correct. We only see Robert Patrick come to the house. During the day, because this was at night. Yep. Now, now it's daytime. A few hours have passed. Mm-hmm. Arnold is already there looking for him. And we see with, Eddie Furlong, I believe, our first time. With the kid from... Uh, Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts, yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's jacking up his dirt bike. I guess he's working on it. Yeah, he was tuning it, you know. Like, that's why he was revving it up to see how she runs. He was tuning the carb, yeah. you know, the, the air-fuel mixture in there and uh, making sure she runs it all crisp, you know. His stepdad comes out there, Todd. <laughs> it was an emergency. Come on, get your ass inside. Do what your mother tells you. Yeah, he had to get his room cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> but She's not my mother, Todd. And that guy is, <laughs> even though he's not really a dick in this movie, I always look at him as a piece of shit because of uh, Candyman. Was that a Trans Am or a Camaro in the driveway? I think it was a Trans Am. Trans Am, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, no, it's a Camaro. Is it? It is a Camaro. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, it is a Camaro. That, I like that body style of Camaro. That's the. Uh, that's a third gen. Yep. I oh like, no no no! I'm sorry. Second that's gen. A second gen. Yeah, yes. that's a late '70s, early '80s Camaro yep. before the IROC. Yes, yes. So yeah, no, very nice. IROC is the third gen. Well, that's, no, they made IROCs that that uh, body style, I believe. Did they? I thought I IROCs so. didn't come around until we got to that third gen. Camaro the third bus. gen. Mm, could be well, wrong. Well, you just on that. associate the IROC with the third gen, but it's, I believe an IROC was in. This I always wanted an IROC Z. Hmm. And that thing would be wrapped around a pole within minutes. They're It'll not make, that fast. Yeah, but I'm not a good driver. <laughs> it's only got a 302 in it. it, it they, they really are not fast. <laughs> okay, well, you're underestimating how bad of a driver I am. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, well. so. Anyway, they head off to the Galleria. The Galleria? Yes. Robert Patrick's on the hunt. Well, before they go to the Galleria, they use a little trick that uh, John's mother taught them, and they learned how to steal a credit card and then figure out how to get the pin and get some easy money out yeah. of the atm that seems too easy i feel like nobody was actually doing that around 1991 call uh, me crazy or not, 95 depending not on true at all that's a real thing yeah oh yeah that machine seems way too easy to, to get money out even though he does say easy money it just still seems a well little... no he plugged it into the laptop and it's then still just it, seen... it gets the pin number it somehow gets the pin number and then he types it in and then it is cool how it pops up on the screen like 300 that. bucks no he says 300 dollars i no, believe bucks, is I it bucks? i think it's bucks okay then I know easy money easy money yeah i know hop I'm back on the dirt bike and we are off to the galleria yep and arnold shows up and robert patrick shows up at the exact same time mm -hmm. and we get arnold walking down that hallway well first you know the, he's looking for him and we get that guy look uh the kid from salute your short says no i haven't seen him when robert yep. patrick shows him a picture and tells in the arcade yep tells eddie furlong hey get out of here because someone's looking for you and then he runs into arnold mm -hmm. with a box of roses and that sick ass Thing, which is clearly a Guns N' Roses reference. He literally has roses pour out, and, and then he pulls out a gun. Yeah. It's clearly a reference to Guns N' Roses, who did the theme song for this movie called You Will Be Mine. Yes, yes. Which I love, by the way. I think that was on the Use Your Illusion album. Oh, you know what? I never made that connection. Really? It's an, I made the connection because of the music video. <laughs> I never made that connection, huh? Yeah. yeah it makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Guns yeah. and Roses. No shit. Yeah. Okay. And it's cool. so obvious because they are roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's when we first see these guys go toe to toe, and they you realize the weight of these guys because oh, they yeah. are just knocking through walls Blowing and everything. Through the walls, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you know, eventually Arnold takes off after him, but because he, he gets well, not Arnold, Arnold gets knocked down. Yeah, T one thousand is on his tail. Yeah, he throws Arnold through the glass. Mm -hmm. Then uh, he's he's on the chase. Old Eddie Furlong, Johnny yeah, Connor. Run he's running through the back parts of the mall he finally gets down to the parking garage and you know those old reliable two-stroke dirt bikes <laughs> they do not start first kick in most cases so he's kicking the shit out of the thing and finally it fires up and he gets out of there and this has the fast and furious transmission installed because there is way more than the five gears that that originally came with Yes, that was something we noticed. Even young, we always noticed that guy is clicking through gears. Shifting like, the shit out of it. Yeah. Yep. T-1000 grabs a big rig, just like a, a paying homage to the well, original. Well, he run, runs fast. Oh, he up. runs fast. And that's what you get Robert Patrick for, because he's yes. running, his face is scary. Yes. He grabs that truck just like in the original Terminator. I think mm -hmm. it's a very similar truck. 
and he's this chasing. is one of my favorite scenes in the movie just all because, the la river scene yeah i just i mean i love dirt bikes but i just love seeing him jump out of the 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 parking garage over the bushes into the middle of traffic and just that whole urban la river thing i love that yeah the, and that whole scene is just so cool and then arnold with the shotgun which um uh from what i found out you cannot do that with a shotgun no that's not real no i didn't know that well you knew that I only knew that you because... You gotta pump the shit out of it, like, all the way up. But you remember, he's a Terminator, so he can do that no problem. Yeah, but no, it's... He's not getting a full pump out of it. Yeah, that's still so cool seeing him do that, though. There's not enough weight. Yeah, it's cool as hell, but that probably is near impossible to do. All right, well, Unless Arnold's... the gun is highly modified. Well, it's definitely modified for this. Yes, yes. So that's yes. how they did that. So Arnold, you know, he's on a sick-ass motorcycle. He, he's on a Harley. He's on a Harley. Much better than the motorcycle from the first one, which is like a Honda, I think, or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, not the best. No, not the best. And as I pointed out, I think the shot of him on the motorcycle from T1 is the same shot they used early in T2. I think they put the camera in the exact same place. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but I did watch him back-to-back like you, and I, the shot looked familiar. No. But anyway, he gets up, he catches up to Eddie Furlong, grabs him, puts him on his motorcycle. The dirt bike goes underneath well, the... this is after we've been in the chase for a while. Oh, yeah, it's a long chase through the river yes, before yes. he gets him. A lot of cool action in there. Mm-hmm. Very and, cool. A lot, of, and then... Uh, and they Again, did you watch that documentary I told you to watch? That I did, thing? I did. And they do all this for real. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. So actually, you notice Arnold's stunt double on the old Blu-rays and yes. DVD when, like, they eventually the truck hits uh, overpass that it can't go under. Arnold's yes. able to with uh, John Connor, and then you know, unfor- takes the roof right off the truck. Mm-hmm. And it blows up and all that. And, and Arnold, we could see Arnold's stunt double right there. But then they cut away, and we find you know the T1000. That's when we see him first. I think form he can come back together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Because you think, oh, he made, they make quick work of him, and he just melts out, walks right away, and he is unharmed. Yep. So, so he is a force to be reckoned with, because I think uh, Arnold would have lost all his skin in that. He would have just been a bare-boned endoskeleton at this point already. Although he can get through fire. We saw that in the first one, that he survives. Right. He can get through the fire, but it, it would melt all the skin off. He would just oh, yeah, be he a would just be an, he would be an endoskeleton. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. He can't reestablish so, his skin once it's gone. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to blend anymore. Yeah. So this is when, finally, you know, time out. Hey, we got to figure out what's going on here. So John Connor asks Arnold, what's, what's the deal? And he tells him, like, I'm here to protect you. And yeah, that like, guy's well, here. I figured it out. You're, you're a Terminator, right? And <laughs> then you're not here to kill me. You're here to protect me. Bah, 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 bah. He's like, who sent you? He's like, you did. Mm. So basically John Connor is the leader of the resistance. And he repro- they captured this T-800 back in the future they reprogrammed it, sent it back in time to be John Connor's protector in the present day of 92 or wherever this is supposed to take place to protect him against Robert Patrick's T-1000. Which is a advanced prototype. So there aren't those actually in rotation. He's an advanced prototype. So right, they have to get him off the assembly line quick. They think, okay, he can take out John Connor because this is our last ditch effort because the Correct. humans are about to win this war. I don't so. think there was anything mass produced after the T-800 because, you know, the well, T- T- T3, you know that's not a T-800, right? I know it's not a T-800. Okay. Oh, wait, Arnold's not a T-800? In T-3, he's not. What is he? He's a T-850. 850. Which that, is just like, right. it would be like the equivalent of like iOS 1.2. Yeah, you know? he's got a couple upgrades. Yeah, which they do explain in T-3. Mm. But we're not here to talk about T-3 because no. 
T2 is the better movie. By far. So, you know, he explains the whole rules to him and what they got to do. And, like, we can't go back home and tell your step-parents. So they, they, he's like, I, I got to make a phone call. They'd reacquire him. Then. Yeah, they, which makes sense. And, of course, we see that's exactly what he did. The mm-hmm. T-1000 went there, found the woman from Aliens, which I never realized until pretty recently that that's the same girl from Aliens. Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, she just must be a James Cameron, you know, stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see, like, he's like, oh, she's being way too nice. And then Arnold's smart enough to go, okay, I know, I'll ask about the dog. What's the dog's name? Max. Hey, Janelle. What's wrong with Wolfie? Yes. Yeah. So how's Wolfie doing? And the dog's name is actually Max. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think they actually show him killing the dog. Is that a deleted scene? It might be because he rips the collar off and he looks at the collar mm-hmm. with blood on it and it says Max. And he's like, oh, I've been had. Yeah, yeah, he figures it out too. Because they are, I guess, pretty intelligent, both of them. Yeah, both, both Terminators are able to replicate people's voices. Yep, which is a very useful thing. And then after we find that all out, we see that Arnold and, Arnold and John Connor here have to have a little talk. And... <laughs> That's when uh, they get into a little bit of an argument. We figure out that Arnold has to do everything that John Connor says. My very own Terminator. (laughs) And this is where the movie goes a little bit left to where I think T1 is just better. I think it starts to turn a little bit cheesy. I don't think Edward Furlong is the best actor. I like him. I know you like him, but you know the way he delivers his lines sometimes is a little bit. This is tough. like his first movie. I it is his first movie. Introducing Eddie. Yeah. yeah, they found him in a mall, and yeah. uh, actually they had to redub a lot of his lines because his voice changed as the movie was going on. Which because yeah. he does get a little whiny. You're telling me that this thing can imitate anything it touches? I'm not yeah. gonna lie, he does. You know, and there's some rough acting throughout. <sighs> that's my only thing so yeah like this scene like where he makes him stand on one foot yeah i'm like oh, okay that's a little bit rough but they get out of it pretty fast and these guys come over to help because once he figures it out and he's holding him there and he's holding him up he's like let yeah. go of me yeah and then these two guys clearly right out of 1991 that fucking mullet on the one guy my yeah. god awesome <laughs> yeah what does he say fuck you douchebag or something or jock douchebag yeah yeah <laughs> so they they go to save him and then arnold goes to kill him he calls him off, and uh, he's like, you can't go around killing people. Why? Because <laughs> you just can't. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but I am a Terminator. <laughs> yeah. So he, he kind of he starts get, laying them the rules, or laying down the rules, and saying, you can't go around killing people like that. It ain't like that. And uh, just do what I say. So yeah. he starts learning a little bit. A little bit. And that would take a little bit further. But, you know, John Connor wants to go save his mother, Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, she's in an institution. We haven't brought her up yet. She's in an institution now because she tried to destroy Skynet already. Mm-hmm. But now they don't believe her. No one believes her. No one would believe anybody who ever told you this was real. Right. Which, what if people are doing that and they're right? What do you mean? Like, what if this was a real scenario? What if Sarah, like... Then we'd be in trouble, because Dr. Silverman would uh, put him in the loony bin, and uh, then uh, we would die. R.I.P. Dr. Yeah. Silverman. Which, yeah, watching shame. this movie, like, I kind of feel a little bad for him, because, like, no, she, he's not wrong in, like, not believing right, him. Right, yeah, he's not, he's not. You know, it's, it's very, very hard to believe, but, you know, he's kind of pointed at as somewhat of the villain i guess yeah he kind of is i mean obviously the guy's working under him there the guy who licks her face broke my arm (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so like she's locked up there and they want to go rescue her and he orders 
He, yeah, he does. And then he, you know, it's about the whole killing thing. So he shoots the guard at the guard booth, and he's like, he'll live. Yes. He I don't know him. how he knows for sure. I guess shot he... Him in the, well, he shoots him in the leg, right? Yeah, yeah. both so. knees, I think. He thinks he shoots him twice. Well, he's got detailed files on the human anatomy, so... so he knows. He knows. He knows where to put the bullets and where And based on what I've seen in Reservoir Dogs, if you get shot in certain spots, you can bleed out for days and be yes, fine. Yes, so. yes, yes. And I think these movies are all based on fact. Mostly. Right? Loosely. Yeah, so they get in there, but of course, guess who's already there? The T-1000. Sure is. And we get our first look at a set of twins here, because uh, there's two sets of twins in this movie. The guys who play the security guards. Yes, And yes. Linda Hamilton and her sister. Correct. So this guy wins a full house. But then someone sneaks up behind him, and because he can form his hands into metal objects... How puts about his... a beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, then he puts the metal objects through him. And I think this is the first time we can see, like, the flaws of the Terminator, right? Because aren't his feet, like, blending in with the, the black and white floor? Yes. So the T-1000 does, I think, and I thought about Some this... bugs. Yeah, and I thought about that. He's a prototype. Mm -hmm. So he isn't perfect. So they haven't gotten all the bugs out. We can't even get modern video games to be perfect when they come right, out. Yeah, so. Yeah. A T-1000. I'm sure it's got some flaws. And yeah, you know, liquid metal. and you're Playing around with a lot of science there. A lot of, a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah. that was the flaw. You did see that. And then, uh, so now he's impersonating the security guard. So he goes and knocks on the glass with the, just the blank look on his face. Because there's no emotion. No. The, he can't ever put the emotion yeah, on. Yeah, there's no emotion ever with the T-1000. However, um, when he does later in the movie, when he impersonates Sarah Connor... There is more emotion on the face. He does. I, I bet. I, I think that's like a last ditch effort for him because he's always he's pretty confident until the very end when they're in the uh, right in the the steel mill. Yes. So now we are the security guard, right? And yeah, Arnold gets there with. And Eddie. now they're escaping. They're breaking out. Uh, Sarah. They're escaping, and now the alarm's going off. Yeah, they're all after them. Yep. And she doesn't know that the T-100, I mean the T-800 yes. is there with Arnold. Uh, oh, because Sarah's making her own escape. Yeah, so it all just lined up there's perfect. There's three plays in action right now. Yeah. yeah. So right. she runs right into freaking Arnold and that, I love that scene by the way. Yeah. When they, he turns that corner with the gun and the score kicks in. Yep. Uh, which by the way, Brad Fidel's score amazing mm. and he mm. said that he was inspired by like heavy machinery sounds and it's very noticeable in t2 more than t1 yeah because t1's very much on the synthesizer but i can't pick a favorite score between these two it's tough it is tough very 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 tough actually i listen to a bolt this week i don't know yeah i don't know maybe t2 is just a little more memorable It is memorable. Listening to it, you could play the whole movie in your head. Oh, yeah. And it's perfect. So, yeah. So, you know, he's got to convince her. She runs back, but the T-1000's coming through, too. And all between this, Dr. Silberman sees this all happening, and this is where he gets his comeuppance. When he sees the T-1000 form walk, through that yeah, steel. Yeah, walk through the steel uh, door, and he's like, oh, shit, she wasn't lying. Yeah, he drops, like, the pen out of his mouth. He can't believe it. And, yeah. you know, he they're firing guns at each other, too, and not taking any damage at all. Yep. And they get in the elevator. Boom. All of a sudden, the T-1000 jumps on the top of the elevator. He's trying to stab through. Gets Sarah. Gets her a little bit. Yep. They get in the cop car for a clean getaway. And that T-1000 is after them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then Sarah tells John, you know, you, you can't come after me. You're more important than me. Yes. You know, and then he starts to tear up like any kid would when their mom, you know, he tried to do a good thing for his mom. This movie, this scene actually made me sad when I was a kid. Mm. It really, I felt bad for him because he was trying to do something nice. Right, Because yes. he loves his mother. Right. You know, he's but, a 10-year-old uh, kid. He doesn't know, like, yeah. 
you know, he's still trying to understand it, and Arnold asks him why he cries. Yeah, what's wrong with your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> something I cannot do. Yeah, so that's actually because they take off and they go and uh, drop off, they switch out the cars and they go to that shop, and this is where we see one of those deleted scenes we were talking about. Yes. Where Arnold, you know, the, T1, the T-800 has a learning mode, pretty much, mm-hmm. but they have to flip a switch that's in his skull. On the CPU. Yep. Now, they just say it in the theatrical version that they do this, but in the actual extended version, which me and Matt consider to be the definitive version, which most mm-hmm. people don't agree with us, I found out. So. Really? Yeah. But I think it's because of that extreme DVD. We've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's just hard to not have those scenes. Yeah. So they flip the switch in his skull, and he stands guard that whole time. Do you see the entire, in the theatrical, do you see them open them up and... No, that's all all cut. So that's all cut. That's all cut. It's just... I I like that. You see the the, the hatch open up. They go in there with the pliers. they They pull the thing out, and then Arnold just goes... Quiet for a minute, and that's yeah. actually we get a tense scene where she like thinks about killing him, and mm-hmm. that John Connor has to stop him. No, no! I'll kill him. The, yeah. It, John. It. Okay. We need it. Yeah, I, and that just shows the trust, and that's what John Connor, and this is what she starts to realize is that he can work with both sides. He can work with the machines. If I'm supposed to be some great military. Uh, I'm supposed to be some great military leader. How anybody's supposed to trust me if my own mother doesn't? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that line, he did a pretty good job acting there. I'll give him that. He did mm-hmm. that pretty good. Now, when he's sitting there with the Terminator the next day and he's trying to make him smile and everything like that, yeah. those lines could be a little cheesy. Even Hasta though, la vista, baby. Yeah, which anyone remember from 1991 were people saying hasta la, viva, hasta la vista baby before this movie was uh, i only know it from the movie from the movie yeah, yeah but he made it seem like that was something that people were doing maybe because like we it, didn't live in california we didn't live in california we were also you were very young and i wasn't even born yet right yes yeah, so i don't remember that no i don't remember either but yeah he's trying to teach him and tells him he's got to work on that smile which is weird because arnold's got a beautiful smile yeah but not not in the movie not in this movie t-800 bad at emotion but he's learning and that's the point so now they are cruising in the station wagon through the desert through the desert to mexico right Yeah, to enrique's yes who sarah from what i was able to gather was an ex-boyfriend of hers and this reminded me a lot of my mother because my mother had a lot of ex-boyfriends too because we were she was divorced i remember she was dating the garbage man for a while so <laughs> she dated instead of like my mom dating a garbage man she was dating a guy who knew how to handle weapons and this runner. guy's got an arsenal of weapons gun runner yeah yeah was that what he is he's pretty much a gun runner yeah you know they, but she taught they he, live in a school bus and yeah. they got the stripped down helicopter on the property and but he was teaching her all the um, uh, how to use weapons, and then they were passing that on to John, so he knows how to use weapons, too. Well, I'm sure a gun runner is probably familiar with his product. And I think we get a commando reference, or what movie? Oh, no, we get a predator reference here when he grabs that big gun, the modeling gun, which yeah. he eventually uses. But the he, minigun. The minigun, yes, yes, which he uses eventually in this movie as well. Yes. But, yeah, I thought that it's was... totally you. What? Oh, yeah, I yeah. know, which is... a. That's totally a Predator reference, right? I'm not mistaken that. He didn't use that in Predator. No, but somebody Just, used... Jesse the Body of Ventura. Yeah, they? but it's still a Predator reference, right? I don't really think so. No? Okay. Yeah. I always I always associate it with a Predator. That's the first time I ever no, saw a minigun. Just a Terminator having a big-ass fucking gun. No. I've only seen a minigun in Predator, T2, and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And that's it. 
Mm, okay. Because uh, I don't know how frequent those are. Do they still use them in the army? I feel like they're very they're impractical. They're generally mounted. Yeah, they're impractical, I feel they're, like. Well, yeah, they're generally just mounted on the helicopter or a vehicle. Or Unless you're really like strong like a Terminator. Correct. Or Jesse the Body Ventura. Right. Or me. Wrong. Okay. Anyway, so now she finds out she wants detailed files on the guy who made Skynet because she can't take this anymore. It's, she does not want this war to happen. She thought mm -hmm. she beat it once. And she finds out from the Terminator that the lead guy who did this is Mr. Miles Dyson. Miles Bennett Dyson. Dyson, yep. Who uh, was supposed to take his kids to Wet n Wild one day. Miles, it's Sunday. You promised to take the kids to Raging Waters today. But Raging Waters. Raging Waters. Wet n Wild is the real place, I believe. But anyway, that scene was also cut, so we never got to see him actually deal with his family or anything like that. Right, yes. So, we he, just he is a workaholic. Yes, and we saw very early in this movie that he has the arm and the chip from the first Terminator, and mm -hmm. that's basically what helps fuel his desire for work. All his, res all his work was based on it. Yep, everything. Every single thing. So, you know, he's home one day, and Sarah Connor comes in there shooting him with an awesome gun. Well, she leaves them. Yeah, she, she ditches them. John and, and the T-800. Oh, we get that classic line that, oh, my God. This is a bad Eddie for a long line. What? When they're under the car? When they're running to the car, because when they realize where she went, when him and Arnold realize... She's going to blow him away! Yeah, that fucking yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> and they catch up to her. Actually, I feel like they caught up to her pretty fast, because he... Well, they, before all this, they had a pretty good dad moment under the truck when they're changing out the starter. Crying sometimes. She denies it totally, of course, like she got something stuck in her eye. Yeah, we do need that emotional moment between them, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's where, our, you know, he's kind of like a therapist to him. He lets him talk, Eddie, yeah. a little bit, like, you know, explain his feelings on the whole thing, because, like he said, I, I didn't believe her. Like, you know, yeah. she, he believed everything until everyone told him, hey, don't you know, your mom's crazy. <laughs> In an insane world, it's the sanest choice. Yep. And, and we cannot forget, fate is what you make, or there is no fate. Yep. Right? What's she carved? There is no fate, or... Fate is what you make it. Right? Fate is what you make, and then she left it there, you know, which is what Michael Bean told her. No, I think that there is no fate is what she carves. There is no fate, because Michael Bean said it's only fate but what we make. But originally, John Connor says this. So actually, it's a full circle, because John Connor told Michael Bean, who's his father. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, so we go full circle. Yep. So now she is on her way to Miles Dyson to blow him away. Mm -hmm. um, so she starts, and she tries. She, she starts shooting up the house and she gets in there and she finally just breaks down and cannot do it when it comes down to it. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! It's all your fault! Then... Well, that's Shortly. the difference. But that's to show us the difference between humanity <coughs> and a machine. A machine could just do it. Yes. Because it has no emotion. But she has emotion. She sees his kids... And, and she, then uh, T-800 and Eddie are right behind her. They, they get there right as uh, she's having her breakdown. And you know what bothers me about this scene? What? Where's the daughter? I thought the same thing. Where did the daughter go? Who knows? Yeah, no. They just have the kid, the son there. Just the son. The daughter yeah. just slept through the whole thing, I guess. I guess I didn't know. hear a bullet hit the window, but the son was really emotional. And, you know, yeah. they go off to the bedroom. He's like, hey, why don't you show me some of your toys? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, actually, yeah. this is really badass. I love this. When he cuts his arm off. To show him what it is. Because yeah. the arm is... He's like, oh, I know that arm because yeah. I've been doing all my work. And that's what scares him. Yes. And that's when they tell him everything. He's like, oh, shit. I think okay. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to head off to Skynet. Mm-hmm. Cyberdyne systems. Go to Cyberdyne to destroy all his research, all the work, everything, hard drives, everything. Mm-hmm. His life's work down the drain. 
just because of what this new friend has told them. Yep. So uh, can you imagine that? I know. And somebody flew. Oh my god, I'd be scared. I, nobody. I. I. I don't know. I couldn't imagine what he was feeling. Oh, how would you believe Gibbons, that? Yeah. When he when he leaves the post. Gibbons, come on, man! You can't leave the desk like that. Oh, I know the security. You can't oh, leave shit. the post, man. <laughs> Perfect casting. And actually, yeah. when the SWAT team does get there, one of the SWAT officers is uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. It is right. Yeah, and yeah, you can yeah, hear yeah. the voice because I think he shoots him. Yeah, he's got the gas mask on. Yeah, but yeah, if you hear, you can hear the voice, and that guy's pretty young there. So they rigged the place up. They're, they're burning all the files and. They're destroying everything, and then the SWAT finally comes because the silent alarm has been tripped. Mm -hmm. And now it is game time. So Arnold's this is the on best a no-kill um, directive. Mission. Yeah, no-kill directive, and he's just going around taking out all these cops without killing any of them. So he's just kind of knocking them out or incapacitating them, and... And then he, and then also, which we learned from that documentary, the biggest, one of the biggest police shootouts ever in a movie. They have like this entire and yeah, film history at the time. Like right. again, we said like they did all this stuff practically, which blew my mind. That's an awesome fucking scene. I don't know how the they cops did that. out there. He's just taking them all out with a minigun, and then he scans, and there's no casualties, no, yeah, and no threats detected. Awesome, very cool. Uh, and then the T1000 grabs that helicopter, and well, then he rides the bike into the building. All oh, right, up at the stairs, up the stairs with fire. There's fire on the ground. Yeah, like he little blows oh. through the window. Jumps onto the helicopter, and then he's on the helicopter. And what does he say? Just like how t Get the T-800 said to the truck driver. Get out. Get out. Well, he says that twice in the movie. He says it to the truck driver in the beginning. Too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, get so, out. Yeah, that was really cool. That That's one of the best scenes in the movie. And then uh, the SWAT team is gassing them on the, in, down in the lobby. Arnold walks through grabs the uh, SWAT van, blows through it, does a big donut or 180 turn in the uh, in the lobby. They all jump in, and they are on the road again. Yep, but they left behind Miles Dyson, who has been shot numerous yes. times and yes. is going to die. And when he does die, his hand will eventually drop this detonator. Mm -hmm. So he's got his last breaths, and he does a good job of selling this. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. <gasps> And, and he just it, drops it. And then blows it to pieces, and they're on their way. And we think they, they don't realize that the T-1000 is still alive and on their tail. Yeah, so, well, he's in the helicopter. Yeah. The SWAT man. And they flew he this helicopter under the... bridges. The, oh, yep. my God. Yeah, I, very cool. Yeah. Very expensive movie to make. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing. The budget on this is way higher than the first turn. You know what else I learned? Once they get... So, now we're in, uh, we're in, we're in chase. The helicopter is chasing the SWAT van, and they are... Just trying to get away. They don't really have a heading. And they end up in a steel mill. I think, oh no, they roll the van. He gets in that truck with the shed on it. Mm -hmm. And then Robert Patrick is... Well, he gets in another car. He gets in that uh, ni liquid nitrogen uh, tanker. Yes, and this is the first time we think he's going to die. I thought he was dead here the first time. Right, right, right. Yeah, so they finally they get to a steel mill. That's where the road ended for some reason. Yeah, I never and, got that. Uh, nitrogen truck overturns and as robert patrick rolls out of the thing he just gets covered in ni liquid nitrogen which freezes him yeah and uh it looks like He's that might be the it. end of it hasta la vista baby yeah like he looks fucked up he just starts to disintegrate but the heat from that steel mill mm -hmm. allows the liquid metal to heat back up and he can come back together and you know what they said about the steel mill in that documentary that's a real steel mill that they were using well no it was a closed steel mill which they 
um, brought back to life for the movie. And it was also about 42 degrees, and it was really tough for the actors to work up a sweat. Which I find fascinating because of the heat in there, I would think. Well, but that's probably not real fucking... Sparks and stuff magma. like that. Well, oh, I, know it's not, I know it's not real magma, but... Sparks are 100% real. That's easy to make. Yeah, but like, wouldn't the heat off of that at least warm it up a, a little? A spark? No. no I don't. I'll go get my angle grinder right now, and I'll shoot sparks right at you. You won't even feel it. No, it's not giving, but it's not giving off like enough... I don't know. No. I, I just always thought it would be hot in there. But yeah, that's fascinating. That yeah, forty-two. It was hard for them to work up a sweat. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. But we also see that the T one thousand from all this. I didn't even know it gets that cold in California. That's crazy. Well, at night. I mean, like forty-two I, degrees. That's well, pretty cold. I've lived in Vegas, and like Vegas, like like you know, it's like eighties in the day, and it'll be like forties at night yeah, hmm. when the sun goes. The sun does a lot of the heating. But here on Long Island, it'll be eighty during the day and like seventy-five at night. That's true. Yeah. I don't understand that. I well, guess the humidity. I don't know. We're not meteorologists. And even though the T one thousand comes back to life, uh huh, he's messed up from here. Yes. He's not the same T-1000. Yeah, that took the toll on him. That yep. really uh, damaged his uh, his circuits. Yep, but the T-800 is just as messed up here. Mm-hmm. So, T-800 is in rough shape as well. So they come together, they have a fight, and we think, uh, the T-800's done for. This is the final showdown, really. Yeah, this is. And um, Patrick really throws him a beating, and it uh, looks like he is gone, you know? We, we see lights out, and then uh, it's really just... An injured Sarah Connor and a helpless Sean Connor. Yep, and he's got and she's got that shotgun, and mm-hmm. you know what? He comes close. He gets close, but yeah, she gets pretty close. One more bullet, and she would have had it. And mm-hmm. then he does that, yeah, that finger wave. Yeah, which I love. Mm-hmm. But also, get, but is this before we uh, did the, we tricked them? Until, no, we tricked them right. We she tricked him right before this. This is another thing with the twins. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then you can see that his feet are, are. forming the, the metal grates that he's walking on. Yeah, because he's all messed up here. And this yes. is, again, where they use the twins of Linda Hamilton and whatever her sister's name is. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating because, you know, nowadays they would just do CGI. But this is early CGI. And, yeah. you know, really when you only see it is when, they use, when the T-1000 is getting shot and you see the holes in him. Right, 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 right. But little does the T-1000, though, Arnold did live and he got himself a grenade launcher. Well... Right? He went into uh, backup power mode or something like that. It shows up on the screen. Convenient. And then, yes, he finds a grenade launcher, plugs one right in the belly, and that is the end of the T-1000 as he falls into the liquid magma. And this scene was kind of scary. The, 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 the hot burning steel, whatever yeah. the hell it was. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's hot metal. Eventually it will cool and become metal. That's mm-hmm. how you make swords and other or, metal objects. Or all metal objects, yeah. yep. But we get to see all the different forms that the T-1000 has taken. I guess it's just mm-hmm. cycling through his memory as he's dying. Mm-hmm. Like we see the, you know, we see John Connor's stepmom and all that. He's got the blades still. He's all fucked up. And yep. eventually he disintegrates. Yep. Unfortunately, they all think it's over. You know, they won. And I guess he figured, John Connor, that they were all going to ride off into the sunset and be a family. And happily ever after. T-800 nope. was going to be his dad. There's one more chip. Mm-hmm. We can't let that technology be out in the world. We can't because look what happened. Yep. And unfortunately, he can't self-terminate, which I find strange also. So Sarah Connor has to lower him into the lava steel. or steel, hot steel. steel. And, you know, John's upset and he tells him, I now know why you cry, mm-hmm. but it's something I can never do. I know now why you cry. But it's something I can never do. So that's the end of the T-800. 
And um, you know, then the movie. How does it fully end? We just get some over. We get some Linda Hamilton doing some voiceover about how it's, how they, they beat Judgment Day. It was supposed to happen in 1997. Mm-hmm. But as we know, there is a few sequels to this movie, so it this wasn't. This was supposed to be the end. This was supposed to be the end. And this then we is, get that really cool outro when they're oh the shooting at the road, which yeah, I the love. Road and Linda Hamilton's talking, and she outroed the first one too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. She went to the gas station. She was doing the recordings. Because they're really, these stories are really just about Sarah Connor. And she's the star, and that's why people really love Terminator Dark Fate. Mm. You know, like, because T3 was, you know, we they don't, you know, they say that we didn't end, we didn't stop Judgment Day, we just delayed it. And they explain Correct. it and everything like that, and that leads into Terminator Salvation, and then reboot with Genesis, and then Dark Fate is a direct sequel. Three goes into Genesis, uh, Salvation? Salvation, yeah. If okay. you remember, I actually really like the ending of three. So it's one, two, three, Salvation. Yeah. That's one timeline. And then they reboot for Genesis. Okay. Which is a whole nother timeline. And then they ignore Genesis for Dark Fate and, and drop everything for FTT2. And if you don't know what happens in Dark Fate, I'm going to do a little spoiler here because I want to talk about this because it's my biggest flow at Dark Fate. They undo what Terminator 2 does. It pretty much just shits on the entire story of Terminator 2 because in the beginning of Dark Fate, they kill off no, John Connor. No, and they explain that. They do explain it. There was multiple T-800s um, I, dispersed. I understand. Or multiple Terminators. What's that word? Sent through. Yeah. So well, I was looking at. A, I was looking for a more elegant word, but I can't remember what it You're was. You're not an elegant man. <laughs> okay. So they were all sent, and uh, you know the T-1000 failed, but uh, an old T-800 did succeed. Yeah, and then he becomes a... But maybe we'll get to that in a later episode. Yep, we'll talk about the carpet salesman or curtain mm. salesman. Curtains. curtains. curtains of... And if you hear that sound, that's John. He hasn't realized that his chair squeaks, but he's going to continue to move. Mm-hmm. So, audio listeners, we apologize. I am sorry. The chairs were not supposed to squeak, but unfortunately they did. Mm. So, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that is the recap of the film, and this movie turned out to be a huge success, obviously. And Giant. Uh, j- just a massive movie. James look at Cam- all the look at all the, yeah. the physical media we have. We have the VHS. We have the HD DVD or the Extreme DVD. We have the original Blu-ray release. Then we have the Skynet edition Blu-ray release, which I think is the definitive edition. I agree. Then we have the Terminator 2. 4k the original one which was not received too well and then they decided hey you know what you guys hated that let's just put it in a cooler box and me and john bought that anyway yeah that steelbook is really nice though it's one of the nicest steelbooks it really is studio canal Lionsgate. they did just a phenomenal job i think studio canal did this vhs right studio canal handled every terminator 2 release really yeah fascinating and james cameron put this is what scares me about Terminator coming to 4K and all of James Cameron's movies. He put his stamp of approval on that 4K. Hmm. Now, given James Cameron puts a stamp of approval on every Terminator So, I do want to mention the 4K. It doesn't... It's not that it looks bad. It just doesn't look right, you know? It's because they wiped it clean. It's very, very clean. It's like... And then the skin... It makes the skin look waxy and not real. A little bit, but it's like... It's not unwatchable. It's not unwatchable. I wouldn't say it's a heinous crime, but the problem is, is like we just ran through, Terminator 2 is our favorite, one of our favorite films ever. Terminator is our favorite, but Terminator 2 is still in my top 10 all time. I don't know about you. Yes. So Terminator 2 is still very high up on our list, and it just deserves to have like 
some of like like Halloween's another one of Matt's favorite movies, and it has a definitive edition that looks gorgeous. See, True Romance is one of my favorite movies. That has a definitive gorgeous edition. Terminator Two deserves that. I agree. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I should be able to walk to my shelf and go, "This is the Terminator Two I'm watching." I still have to go back to my Skynet edition Blu-ray mm. to watch it, which is in yeah. my Terminator pack of movies, the first yep. four movies. It's just I feel like that's unfortunate. I feel like it deserves yes. it deserves more for the film like this that people love. Terminator 2 is probably one of the most popular movies ever. I agree. I don't think it's a flawless film. I think Edward Furlong isn't that great. I think this turns into a little bit more of a summer blockbuster whereas the first one is much more of a sci-fi horror film. This is mm-hmm. a action blockbuster with a sci-fi twist to it. Yep. I feel like that takes a little bit away from it but again, still a great movie. Some of the best action sequences you'll ever see on film. Oh, yeah. Just, and that story is just fantastic. You know, it just continues what we had in part one. And I, I just, I eat that up. I love the sci-fi stuff like this. Me too. I love time travel. When you put time travel elements into a movie, I'm usually on board, even if it's a bad movie. And right? even in, like, those urban ev- in a, uh, environments and stuff like that, I'm a big fan of that. They use different environments in this movie compared to the in the first one. The first one, L.A. seems a lot dirtier. It's a lot cleaner well, in this movie. older, yeah. Yeah. That's how old New York looks, too, though. Yeah, that's true. I guess old L.A. has that same kind of dirty, gritty feel. But, like, just sure the way does. they shot this movie, like, it's got a blue tint to it. Mm. which they actually would use again in True Lies when it comes to James Cameron movies. Okay. But T1 has that, like, it's very just, it's just so dark. Mm. I love that. T2, it's got, like, you know, there's a lot of day scenes. Like, even, like, when they're in the mental institution, obviously when they get Sarah at night, it's a little bit darker. But there's some day scenes. Right. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a brighter movie. It does feel like a Fourth of July weekend movie. Yeah, it's definitely a summer movie for Yeah, sure. definitely, whereas the first one wasn't. So you have anything else, any closing thoughts on Terminator 2? I think we really touched everything. You know, I, I just, I absolutely love this movie. I could watch it again and again and again, and I'm going to watch this another 100 times in my lifetime. And I just really hope we get a proper 4K one day. I hope we get a proper 4K of the original. I want the entire series on 4K. I want them all on 4K. Well, they I just, can leave Genesis. I'll take Genesis on 4K. You know, I... I, it's not the best. It's not my favorite. It's probably the worst in in the entire series. However, you know, it's still the Terminator. That's true. And, You're right. Uh, we love the Terminator here. Yep. Yes, we do. That's our favorite. Well, you know, the two movies are probably some of the best movies ever. So as a franchise as a whole, overall, I still say it's good because I think Dark Fate's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed our first edition of Half-Assed Movie Reviews. I don't think we half-assed it, though. And like we said, we, we're... We skipped, you know... We, little things, we, but I think we did a good job. We cut the movie in half. Yeah, I think <laughs> we did. <laughs> we really poked around uh, where we had to. And uh, we are, like we said, if you're listening to this only on audio, subscribe to our our YouTube page, Let's Talk Entertainment and Media. We put out mo- other reviews during the week besides just these podcasts. We actually put out some 4K Blu-ray reviews, which we really enjoyed and doing. And some games so and, and some, some tech ga- stuff yeah. along the way. <laughs> and some new movie reviews when we're feeling up to it, when we can get out to the theater, because we are technically not certified movie critics so we don't get invited to screenings or anything like that but Mm-mm. we head out to the movies every now and again to go see some flicks then we review them here on the channel so make sure you subscribe and then you can pick which movie we are going to be doing next week we haven't decided yet but keep an eye on the youtube page we'll put out four options and you can pick and while you guys are doing that please make sure you like share and subscribe and then tell all your friends mm-hmm.